Welcome back. Bigger, badder, better. Bigger, badder, better. Bigger, badder, better. The Chad Braith Show, Studio 22. Silent Herbert the Dead Deer. You know what we need to do? Mark, we need to, uh, we should give, like, him a voice. Like, like, we need to have a little, like, to kind of turn him into a little puppet. We can make Party Fowl stand back there and put his hand up the deer's butt. I'll do it. Yeah. A deer ain't got a butt. He got run over by an 18-wheeler. So my friend who is an Austin, Texas police officer, he's a Travis County Sheriff, right? He pulled over and was helping some folks who uh, had hit a deer. And they were in a minivan and uh, helped them pull the deer off the side of the road and helped them, um, you know, make sure their van was okay and all that stuff. And the guy, he asked him, he, he comes running back to the patrol car and he's like, hey, man, um, you know, that deer's pretty fresh there. I mean, we hit it. <laughs> you you got any problem if we just load it up? That's some pretty good meat there, you know? And uh, he was like, just wait till I drive off. <laughs> got loaded up the deer, man, that he I've, hit. I've loaded up a few off the side of the road. No, you have It's been a long it. time ago. Really? Yeah. They were real fresh. My other friend, who's a Border Patrol agent, uh, when he was living down in Laredo, Texas, uh, he was coming to meet me. You know, we used to always get together in San Antonio because it was kind of a central place for all of us. And uh, he'd come up from Laredo. Our buddies go down from Austin. And and then we'd get down there and we'd, um, uh, anyway, we'd hang out for the weekend, whatever. So a couple of years ago, we were going to meet down there. And he was driving this big Ford F-250 down there in Laredo. And I he had one of those about. big, it was Chad Patton. Yeah. And he had one of those big old ranch front end bumper deals right there and he hit that deer doing about 100 miles an hour and it filleted him i mean it just just skewered him i <laughs> mean just, there was nothing left there was nothing left just bloom so anyway yeah that's that that's the end of that story that's your deer story yeah that's my deer stories okay. i could tell deer stories all day though yeah i could tell some really a lot of hunting and fishing stories Let's tell some fishing stories. That's well, real entertaining. They're true. Oh. They're true stories. There was... Um, um, talk about golf after we get through talking about fishing. When you just drink that water, did you put your tongue in the hole first? Yep. I gave it a good tongue in. What is wrong with you? I did not. Mark, I know that you've only watched Steve eat one time, but it's really disgusting when he eats, like if we're traveling somewhere. Like he likes to put his... He likes like, to hold his food. He likes to touch all of it. I used a fork today. Like he'll he'll take chicken wings and he'll just hold the whole buffalo wing in the palm of his hand like this. Suck the meat or, right or off he'll of eat it. it and then he'll just put the bone the bare bones in his hands and he'll just <laughs> hold them like this. And I watched him the other day. He had some French fries and like you you know you take the tip of the French fry and you put it you dip it in the ketchup or whatever and then you eat it. He has to touch the whole fry. Like he he reaches he deep hands it deep palms it grabs them all and just smears them around in the ketchup like this and just eats. That's probably true. He also holds the fork like a child, like a caveman. He holds it like like this. You know what I'm saying? It's Neanderthal, man. I know when. Are to you going to cry? No, I know when to hold it right and when I don't have oh, to. Oh Lord. Good gosh. It's a fork. I'm eating. Your family failed you. Oh. I love your mom. Let's <laughs> turn into a counseling You're session. You're hurting my feelings. Uh, I, I get no nitpicky feelings. with Steve. I live on the road with the guy. You know? 
He picks on me. Yeah. I do the things that bug him the most. Yeah. Were you if ever I had an big... empty glass, I would do it right now. Were you ever a big uh, deer hunter? Speaking of that. I don't know about a big deer hunter. I hunted a lot of deer. Yeah. I killed a lot of I'm, deer. I don't but... hunt deer. I'm not a deer hunter. That's not my thing. I've done it. Um, I didn't kill Herbert. God rest him. Um, but I don't like getting up at four o'clock in the morning to go sit in freezing weather in a tree and see nothing. I usually always waited till everybody else was coming off their stands, say 10, 30, 11 o'clock in the morning. And that's when I would be going out <laughs> and they're like, you're not going to kill nothing. And 30 minutes later, I come back with a deer. See, I got a friend of mine who, um, and I say he's a friend of mine. We lost touch, but um, he went deer hunting for the first time as an adult. And uh, they told him, they said, if you shoot the deer, we'll hear you. We're just over the rise. We'll come load it up on the truck or whatever. So they hadn't been gone 30 minutes, and this deer comes over the, comes out of the edge of the woods there, and he shoots the deer, and it falls over dead. He climbed down and uh, looked. He couldn't find the bullet hole. He was like, I know I shot this deer. It's laying here dead in front of me. I, I you know, he couldn't find the bullet. He he shot it right in the rectum. Oh, he shot it right in the rectum, and that's why he couldn't find the bullet hole. That'll kill him. Yeah, shot it right in the rectum. So he was embarrassed. Like he he knew the guys were going to come <laughs> back and they were going to be making fun of him because he shot it in the ass. And so he 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 was going to shoot it again while it was down on the ground. <laughs> the guys came out just to, like, that's where he killed it. And so he's like, you know, they came over the rise too fast. And so they were making fun of him. And then they, uh, he took it to the taxidermist, you know, to get the meat done and all that stuff. And the guy was looking at it in the back of the truck. And he's now, where'd you shoot this deer? I don't see a bullet hole. <laughs> he's like, just take the damn deer, get it off the truck. He drove off. <clears throat> That's pretty funny stuff. That is funny. Poor deer. Poor deer. Poor deer. Do you That's like deer meat? I love deer meat. Do you? It's yep. got to be done right. Now, now I have a son that hunts, so he brings me deer meat. Yeah. I'm gone. I wasn't at home during deer season. No. Maybe three days. The only thing I miss is I miss fishing. We don't get to fish enough. Nope. We're going to change that. Our buddy Mark Hanson that has road armor, yeah. we're going fishing. Let's do it. He loves to fish. He goes to all the great places, too. He loves to fish. I get a lot of invites for us to fish and to hunt and stuff, but it's always like, you know, on the day of the show when we're coming into town or or we're leaving the next morning or something like that, it's never planned well enough in advance to go in a day or two early and get a good, you yeah. know, it's always. Get a day. And two, I, I, I've gotten to the point where, like, if I'm home, I just want to be home. I just want to rest. You know what I mean? And Because yeah. we're just on the go so much. Pretty much when we're at home, we go to the gun range. That's about as far as our, you yeah. know, what we go to do is go shoot yeah. guns. <laughs> yeah, we went down to Crazy Kenny's place. Uh, Kenny's our gun dealer, the crazy gun dealer down in Alvarado, crazy Texas. And he's got that 35-acre range out there, and we go down there. And I like that because you can just blow stuff away. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of— It's all outdoors. Yeah, it's all outdoors. Just... No holds barred. We drink whiskey. Yeah. Handle firearms. Shh. I'm kidding. No, it's— uh, <clears throat> <laughs> he's lying so, so uh but that's a lot of fun i mean that's a lot of fun my buddy nate he came out to the range the other day and he had his uh boy he had some toys with him i mean we were blowing stuff away yeah i think i missed that day yeah you weren't there for that one yeah we took brandon down there i'm so proud of brandon you've heard brandon on the podcast before my 12 year old uh stepson so brandon uh 
he's in scouts. So so where we live, they had the high school teams. They have they have skeet teams. They have clay teams. The high schools down there in Johnson County. And so uh, he wants to do that, and I want him to do it because he's so dang good. Well, the scouts, he has to qualify shooting clays as well. And this kid's got a gift. I mean, he's really got a gift. And um, he just came by it naturally, and so I bought him a new over-under shotgun for Christmas. And I've I've been taking him to the ranges, the skeet ranges. The kid's a good shooter anyway. But So to qualify, he had to shoot two rounds of 25 clays or he had to shoot 12 out of 25 to qualify. So the first round, he shot 12 out of 16. Second round, 12 out of 14. That's lights out. Yeah, it is. That's lights out. For a 12-year-old, that's booming them. Kid could shoot some ski. We man. need to set up on both sides of him, and let's start dropping more than Yeah, well, one. we need to take him out. Doom, doom. Yeah, we need to take him out where he can shoot the tandems and the, and the duos and all that stuff. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. He can, he's a shooter, man. Yeah. Kid knows what's up. He didn't like shooting a 12-gauge. He liked shooting my 20-gauge. Which, if you could shoot, if you could shoot, I think you, I think you should shoot with a 20-gauge. If you're going to shoot clays, you should shoot with a 20. And if you're going to shoot birds, I think you should shoot with a 20. What about 16? No, it's, it's just, there's no need. No need. No need. 20-gauge is all you need. Pop them. Boom. If you're any good, you'll hit them. Yeah. 20-gauge. 410. I mean, you know, what else? I've shot, I've shot them with a single shot four ten. Is that your phone buzzing? Is it? Are you vibrating? I don't think so. Let me see. Yeah, you, you don't have to check your emails. No, that's Jason Hernandez. Jason Hernandez, metrosexual yeah. Jason Hernandez. Yeah. One of our. He's going to be so pissed when he hears us keep calling him that. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to call him that all tomorrow in the bus. He's the our humor me. Producer, he's a co-producer. Co-producer yeah. a, for Humor Me, they're everything. Yeah, you name it, they're the they are the they're everything. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're best boy, the grips, they're the, the caterers, grips. they're everything. Yeah. You name it, they're so, good guys yeah, too. They're good hard workers, fun to travel with, fun to travel with. We're going to be shacked up together in a lot of hotels here in the next few days, and then we got to go to Washington D.C. for that freak fest up there at CPAC. Be yeah. fun. It'd be fun. I've never been to CPAC. You ever been to DC? You've been to DC. I've been to DC a few times. Yeah. That's a something this else. Is, this is me not drinking a diet coke. You I did not see me do this. Two for the year. Not six, counting. Six of which happened today. Yeah. I gotta get. I can't see. I can't. You can't let me get back in these bad habits, Steve. I just. I remind you. That's all I can do. You can't let me get back and in say, these "Hey, bad I'm going to get water. Give me a diet coke." Well, that's I'm trying to set the example by saying I'm getting water. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to grow up to be stew. Who drinks twenty cokes a day? I used to drink twelve diet cokes a day. I don't even see how that's even possible. Because if it wasn't for diet cokes, I would have zero hydration in my body. Period. Uh, I got to get back on the water, the sparkling water, my Pellegrino, my Pellegrino. I know there's Perrier in there. There's Perrier oh, in the kitchen. That. I didn't see it. Why didn't you bring me one, Steve? I didn't see it. I brought you a regular water. I don't like regular water. Yeah. It's too healthy. No. You like celery? Do I like celery? You just I, like, I like to celery. Do, you use it to deliver the blue cheese to your mouth. Yeah. yeah. A lot of times. Yuck. I do eat celery. Mark, you like celery? Nope. Don't like it. It's it's like eating dirt, grass dirt. Mm-hmm. It's gross. I think it's healthy for you. It's good fiber. That's it. what they say. 
Did low fiber. carbs, low calorie. I don't need any more fiber. I, I can't stop going to the bathroom now. I mean, maybe you need to bulk it up some. I slow am it the down. most regular cat yeah. you've ever known. That's right. And now everybody knows. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. You know who I miss? Who do you miss? I've already said it this week. Kevin Wade. Oh, Kevin Wade. Yeah. When he, are you going to have him on? I need to have Kevin on. We'll talk whiskeys. Talk whiskey. Let's Japanese talk international whiskey. travel. Yeah. Uh, I would like, t- I want to get Kevin on and I want to talk about how I don't believe in air travel. I don't believe in it. I don't believe it's a thing. This is like a fighter pilot. Yeah. Commercial airline he's a, pilot. He's a yeah, MIT. Conv- convince he's, him that he's an MIT no grad. Thing. He's an MIT grad. What I loved was the comment on Facebook where somebody said, we will not be watching your show. And then he went on to accuse me of being a racist, and I po- posted the picture of me and Sean Foster, uh, who who is the director and the producer of the show. <laughs> and yeah. I said, we're sitting here trying to figure out where you found any racism in anything we've ever done. I mean, you know, Sean's like, what? I mean, I'm the one who puts all the content on there, so I don't That's, think it's racist. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> He's black, by the way, if you didn't pick up on that part of the story. Right. So funny. People, just people. They just don't know. They don't know anything. Our buddy Benton Blunt, who we got to have on the show, he he jumped on there. Uh, Benton was on America's Got Talent, and uh, he jumped on there and he said, "From a half black man to a whole black man, can I just tell you, you have no idea what you're talking about." <laughs> <laughs> He's a African. <laughs> He's a African. He says, "From a half black man to a whole black man, let me just tell you, dude, you don't know what you're talking about. You're accusing Chad of racism. That's nice. funny. No, you know my thing on that is is." Uh, if one of my good friends told me that I was racist, I'd pay attention. If they said something, if I just said something or did something or whatever, and they, and somebody who actually knows me looked at me, let's say Sean looked at me and said, eh, "That's racist." Yeah. Then I'd I'd say, "Is it really?" I mean, you know. Then I'd I'd pay attention. But if a total stranger that doesn't know me, and just on the basic assumption because I'm a white guy. You're going to call me a right. That's, you know, I, I don't even pay attention to that stuff. And, and that's what, you know, Sean and I were talking about. And I said, people these days, they don't know what racism is anymore. You know, I mean, they don't it like our generation of people were, were not raised with 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 latent inherent racism built into us in the same way that so much of America was at one point in time when in the age of Jim Crow laws and segregation and things like that. There were hate crimes. There are still hate crimes. There's still racism. But the problem is people have – the word has lost all meaning because people have thrown it around so much trying to make it to their own advantage, uh, and it's their argument ender. You know, if I can call you a racist, well, then that's the end of the yep. story. That's it. You know. Seen that. Yeah. And so that's – you know, it's like the ultimate insult to someone is just to call them, tell them that they're filled, filled with hate. When and so what happens is you lose the meaning of real racism because it, it's all of a sudden it's lost its import at that point, you know, because so many people have called what's not racism racism, and uh, you know we're honest on this show. We're honest on humor me. We, we put an honest perspective. I mean, we 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 traveled around with a Jamaican and a Hispanic. I think we're pretty. My agent is Cubano and gay. My my manager is Jewish. I think we're pretty diverse. Very diverse. With everything we do. Mark is completely white. Yes, he's I the mean, white guy of the group. 
Our director for this show, Mark, is completely white. I told you, I did the DNA test, which everybody got mad at me because I can't believe you gave them your DNA. Oh, whatever. They've got everything. They got else. everything. Your phone I've been recognizes- in the hospital. I promise you, I've had surgery. They got my DNA. Your phone recognizes your face. I know. Exactly. So my I- thumbprint, my fingerprint, everything. Yeah. You and I, we signed up for clear so yeah. we can get through airport yeah, security they faster. They, they get our retinas and everything. Analyze your face. They they're gonna find us if they yeah, want us. They want me. Hey, I mean they're gonna. You know, hopefully they don't want us. I hope not. I'll call the Undertaker. He'll handle it. There you go. I ain't worried about nothing. I've seen that guy shoot too. Yeah, those big old guns look so little in they his do. hands. You know, I was, I was, I'm I was like, that's a little tiny thing. gun, and then I hold it, and I'm I like, like, well, <laughs> that's right. I'm not six ten and weigh three fifty, but uh, no. So anyway, um. We 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 keep things pretty diverse, you know. Um, I love people. I do. I I it's it's. I wouldn't do what I do if I didn't care about people and didn't you know. You think about how many thousands and thousands of dollars we've raised for charities over the years, and using social media, using media, using our platforms that we've done, doing things through this podcast. We've done so much uh, uh, in in terms of helping children in helping veterans, the veteran community, uh, active duty military folks. You know, we've we've helped repair houses for people who, you know, th- their spouses deployed. We've given Christmases to, to soldiers' families, uh, you know, not just soldiers, but, you know, Marines and sailors and airmen and, and women. And so we've, you know, we've we've done so many different things and, and utilize it. It, it. That's the blessing in doing what we get to do. Is, it is. Is when we go to yeah. these... You know, they go to these shows, and you get to hug people's neck and, you know, tell them that you appreciate them and those things. And I think for the most part, people get that. And, and if you don't see it, then you haven't been following us long enough. Nope, sure haven't. Because we wouldn't be doing what we do if we couldn't give back. And that's been one of the things that we've done. So I can tell you, we don't, we don't tolerate hate. We don't believe in it. And, uh, you know, we try to do everything we do motivated by, by uh, love. But we're going to make fun of you. That doesn't mean we hate you. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're straight, gay, black, white. I don't care. I'm going to make fun of you because that's what we do. You make fun of me all the time. I know. <laughs> I know. Mark's just Poor getting Steve. started. Poor Steve. But you guys know, you know who's gonna, always going to be the first person to take care of you. Oh, I know. Yeah, you always. know. Always. And that's going to be, you know, that's like uh, Jason metrosexual Hernandez was telling me in Nashville, he's like, dude, you're spending too much money on us. He's like, I, I want you to be careful. with." And I'm like, no, I'm taking care of you. You're here because of me. I don't want you buying your food. I don't want you buying your drinks. I don't want you paying for it. You know, you're here because of me. Uh, I'm making money off of you. So I'm yeah. taking care of you. You know, see, that's the thing. Jason and, and Sean and those guys, they make money for me. So of course I'm going to take care of them. You make money for me. Yeah, you better sell. I'm making a lot, of, a lot of money. for you. You do make a lot I was of money. Say, I'm making a lot me. of money for you. You sure do. I, I try. We we've uh, you know just just on simple things like selling merchandise. You realize how much merchandise I didn't sell before you came along? Yes. You know, it I, shows, know exactly. I mean, because who was going to sell it? Who was going to do it? I mean, if I didn't have anybody who was going to take care of it, then now I'm out at the merch booth having to deal with it. I don't want to be at the merch booth yeah. out there. What's with been it. great is uh, you know lately I've just. Got to be in charge of it. Yeah, you've had other people and so working. other people selling it. And yeah, but I'm right there to help them out. Yeah, and you, you push you're, that you're along. Good at what and, you do. We were talking about that before we started recording this thing. You're good at what you do. If you weren't good at what you do, I wouldn't let you do it. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> but no, it's been fun. I love people. I love being able to get around people and have you know have a good time. 
And that's the thing, you know, we talked about on a previous episode talking about social media. I, sometimes social media makes you want to hate people because they just they just get vitriolic and rude. You ever get your feelings hurt? Um, do I get my or have you learned to just hurt? No, I don't get my feelings hurt. Like if like if my wife came to me and was disappointed in me, I, I would be disappointed in myself. Um, you know, here's the thing. So. If I if I grieve you, if that means you you have to care about me, that grieve is a love word. I'm gonna teach you something, Mark. Grieve right, is a love word. If you lose somebody that you love, you grieve over them. If you lose somebody, you read something in the news, you might feel sad for the family or whatever, but you didn't know that person. You're not grieving because you didn't love them. You didn't know them. It was not your loss. So, for you to grieve me, I have to care about your opinion. I care about your opinion. You know, I care about the people close to me. I care about their opinion and their thoughts. If that's why I said earlier, if I'm a friend of mine comes to me and says, ah, you need to correct this. I'm going to listen because I care. Uh, but some stranger on the internet, nah, you know, how long did it take you to get, it gets old. Like Graham Allen still can't handle criticism. Yeah. Graham's a baby. Criticism is <laughs> tough. I mean, you have to have a half, to have a tough skin you and do. learn. I kind of, you know, I'll skim over. I'm a hard time all the time about that. I'll skim over stuff where you know some of the videos I'm in and stuff like that, and somebody makes some comment, and I'm like, really? Yeah. And it's like, People so I've learned bitch. to just skim over. I was like, I don't know this person, so <coughs> well, Graham, Graham watched it. <laughs> we had dinner uh, last week, and Graham, his, he and his, our wives were there too, and, and he was talking about, um. Only three times he said that it really ever get under his skin, some people. But they, they, it kind of blew up and kind of jumped in his face. And he said, and I talked to you on all those occasions because, you know, I needed somebody to kind of walk me through it a little bit. And, uh, you know, you want everybody to like you, but they're not going to. No. You know, they're going to get online. They're going to call you a racist. Haters are going to hate. <laughs> You're not a real cowboy. I mean, exactly. Those are the ones that crack me I know. up. I'm like, I, know. I don't even know this guy. Exactly. <laughs> your stance is all wrong when you're when yeah. you're, you're at the range. Oh, they're going to tell you everything. Yeah, I'm like, really? The, the worst thing you could post on any of that is is yourself shooting a gun because they're going to tell you everything you're doing wrong. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. Uh, and, or how you're holding a gun or whatever. Oh, yeah. It's tough for me, too, because, you know, I'm left-eyed and right-handed and I have all kinds of fun. Yeah. Shooting, we'll shoot with both eyes open. No, it's just, it's not that simple. No, it's, it's no, it's not. It's, I went back. I was going through some pictures on Facebook uh, the other week, and just going back through some old old stuff, and uh, I was like, "Yep, somebody's going to dig these up at some point in time and try to make a beef out of them." You know, were you in blackface on Facebook? Or? No, no, oh, okay. no blackface. But I did do. Uh, I did go as a dead Osama bin Laden uh, to a Halloween party years ago. Well, that was ago. okay then. Yeah, no I time. put the turban on my head, and I, I I'm pretty good with makeup. So I I put the bullet hole right here in my forehead, and put some of the fake blood in there, and and had my beard. I mean, you had could, a big long beard. You could do that a while back. These days, you know, maybe not so much. Might well, catch a little criticism. I'm but still happy Osama bin Laden's dead. So yeah. you know, I can celebrate that fact. Yeah, you know, hey, but yeah. yeah, so I did that, and then my buddy Brian. I actually ran into Brian yesterday, AT and T Stadium. Um, he has this. He has this uh, vintage Native American headdress that goes all the way down. It's like a six foot headdress. And I took a picture of myself one time trying that on, and everybody lost their freaking minds. 
That's in, you know. How dare you put that on? Whatever. If they've seen some of the things I've put on. <laughs> yeah, I know. Especially when you wore that dress. Yeah. Yeah. That was a weird It's on night. Facebook, too. That was a so. weird night in New Orleans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were throwing balls at my face. Um <laughs> I've been in drag. <laughs> yeah. I wore makeup one time. I'm wearing makeup right now. Yeah. yeah. Thanks to Kay. Yep. Special K. Special K. I'm still wearing makeup from today's no, earlier show. I'm no makeup. But no, I don't I don't get it. I mean, this again, people are addicted to the outrage. They're going crazy over things. Um and I know that people they look at me and they say, Well, you you make your living complaining. Like, what are you so triggered about? You know, and they call me a snowflake and stuff like that. And I, and again, I engage in observational humor. I rant on topics. And the whole point is the rant. It's that's the humor in it is the, is the complaining about things. I'm not, I am not legitimately offended when someone walks down the street with their pants sagging. I will mock you for it, and I will feign offendedness just to make the joke. But I'm not truly. You look like an idiot. Yeah, I'll make but a I'm joke not about it. But I really don't care. No, wear your pants however you want. Them. Right. I, I, like if you if you keep your Bluetooth headset in your ear, or even better, if you're wearing those giant monster headsets with the wraparound microphone these days. Those are truck and, drivers. And don't you're mess going, with them. And you're going into the Walmart, walking around, talking on your headset like you're, you know, an NBC sports analyst. You know, like you're Jim McKay in the agony of defeat. And so you're doing that. I'm going to make fun of you. Like I, that's just to me. It's just I can't stand people who walk around talking on their Bluetooth deal. You know, or on an airplane talking on their phone. I know. Chat pray there. Everybody. Well, everybody, it's, it's, I don't, I rarely do that. I rarely do that. But I guess, I guess, I guess one time I got a little loud. Reno called here and you were on the phone and it was hilarious. I told you, to sh- you need to shut up. <laughs> like, I don't remember that. Was, we I was about. embarrassed because yeah. you were so loud and I'm yeah. sitting next to you. But people always get loud on the planes. They're, you know, Billy Business making his oh, deals. Yeah. yeah. So we make fun of those people. Those people. Those people. They're closing deals. They're making deals. They're making, making deals, baby. Making deals. Closing them down. Mm. Sell it for 250 250 <laughs> We'll have to take it up to half a mil. <laughs> Dude, your phone's not even on, Bernie Sanders. <laughs> 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 now, how, do you, uh, how many, how many uh, speaking of, offended, of being offended, how many uh, Democratic um, presidential hopefuls do you think the party's going to have? I think they're going to have like 30 candidates. Everybody's yeah, running. They're going to slaughter each They'll other. They'll focus on about 20, 25. It's going to be funny. There are people coming out of the woodworks I didn't know existed. I mean, it's ridiculous. And they're all going to do it. I think Michelle Obama's going to run. You think? Yep. I don't think so. I think she will. I hope she does. I hope she does Just add not. to the circus. <laughs> I mean, a circus with a lot of monkeys, that's fun. You can't it, say that. No, I don't mean... No. About Michelle Obama. I didn't say that about her. My Circuses. God. It's, you know, this guy. a barrel of monkeys. It'll be a laugh. Party be... foul, Steve. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like... Totally taken out of context. Mm-hmm. It's funny, nonetheless. Oh, you're going to get crucified. Okay. Don't crucify me. Send your emails to steve at watchchad.com. <laughs> <laughs> Air code no, 606. I, uh, yeah. I, uh. Um, 
I think it's going to be interesting to watch. And and I think that, uh, again, the MO of the left is to devour their enemies these days. You have to, you can't just disagree with someone. You have to devour them. And I think they're going to do that to each other. I really think that. And everybody's throwing their hat in the ring. Elizabeth Warren. Um, yeah, Cory Booker, Kamala Harris. There's, uh, Who do you think the most electable, electable woman on the left would be right now out of the ones? I, I don't know that that exists. I don't know. It's scary. It is scary. It's scary. I, I, I mean, I, I'm not against a woman president. No one is. But. I mean, I'd, I'd vote for Nikki Haley right now. I would today. too. That's of course. the only yeah. person on you know, the right that I. I'd vote I for Sarah Sanders. Me. I would too. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't want to look at Sarah necessarily, but I I would vote for her, you know. You're going to get crucified for that. I love Sarah. (laughs) I love Sarah, but, you know. It's Chad at (laughs) WatchChad.com. I think Sarah's a lovely woman, lovely woman. She's a very, very smart, lovely woman. But, no, I um, I don't know. That's a hard one because I don't don't care for any of of these uh, presidential hopefuls. just because they're trying to out radicalize each other. Like who can come up with the wildest, craziest ideas now, you know? And I, it's just weird. So it's the it's basically the left's turn for the Democratic Party to implode on itself. Well, it's already done it. I mean, the Democratic Party fell apart with the nomination of Hillary Clinton. Because after Donna Brazil uh came out with her deal on Politico saying that Hillary basically bought and paid for a a bankrupt DNC. She bailed them out and got the nomination, virtually uh, undermining everything Bernie Sanders had done. And in running, when it, you know they, it ended his deal because he, you know, Donna Brazil called <clears throat> called Bernie on the phone and said she's going to get the nomination. I mean, she's basically bailed us out here. You know, she's going to get it, and and. Um, you know, Bernie's question was, you know, is she, can she win? You know, is it guaranteed she'll win? And so, you know, even after all that, Donna Brazil said she was afraid to walk near her windows because she didn't, you know, she was in fear for her life after all that stuff. So, I, you yeah. know, which is a pretty odd thing to say, yeah. I admit. But, but I think the whole deal imploded then. I, I think it fell apart. It, it's in shambles. The DNC's in shambles. The DNC does not know who it is. It doesn't have a platform. Their only platform is we hate Donald Trump. That's all they have. We hate Donald Trump. And that's not a platform. Tell me what you're going to do. You know, abortion in a third trimester, that's your platform. That's what you're going to go with. Is, is And then ultimately Ralph Northam comes out and talks about newborn babies, which is infanticide. And so, you know, what are you going to do? You know, I, I I think Como will probably attempt to run, you know, uh, which is scary. I mean, because here's a guy who just signed into law the ability, you know, proposed a bill to, to abort someone right up at the day of birth. You know, that's that's crazy. Pure lunacy. That's not a platform. Murder, <laughs> abortion, whatever you want to call it, I call it murder, is not a platform to run on, you know. They want to call it women's health, women's rights, blah, 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 whatever. But all they know is we hate Trump. At the end of the day, that's it. But I brought it up on a recent episode. 
Tell me one thing Donald Trump has done in his presidency. Tell me one action he's taken. Yes, I know he said some crazy things. He's tweeted crazy things. He's Donald Trump. He, he looks at the world like a billionaire looks at the world. He doesn't live on the same planet. and bre- He breathes rarefied air. I mean, here's a guy who's lived his charmed life all the way up until he became a front runner in the Republican Party for president. And then they had to crucify him because he's got so much dirt on everybody. Nobody wanted him to be president because they didn't want him spilling the beans. But he hasn't spilled any beans. He hasn't gone out there. He's exposed a lot of things, but he hasn't done anything that's not pro-America. Nope. He's, in, in fact, most of his policies, most of the things he's done have been very moderate. Very I, moderate. I agree with that. He hasn't been hardcore conservative. He's been very moderate. He's given them what they wanted. They, they wanted the DACA deal. He gave them a DACA deal. All he said is give me $5 million for a wall. And they're like, no, we're not doing that. We don't, we're, you know, under no circumstances, we're not going to do that. They all advocated for it at one point in time when it was, you know, somebody else's idea. But now that it's Trump, you can't do that. So we're going to shut down the government again? Uh, yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I, 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 he's going to get a wall. He's going to build a wall. It might be 20 feet long, but there, will, get, be, there will be a wall that, I, that's going to get built. I think so. Yeah. He'll, he'll, he'll do it's it. It's not the you whole know. wall. Right. It's a couple hundred miles. Well, we, already have, we already have thousands of miles of wall already, don't we? I don't know. We yeah, have this. When I say wall, I don't necessarily mean the Great China Wall. Yeah, I mean, I'm talking whether it's fences or I think they should cement. build a wall big enough and broad enough on the top that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's super speed trains can just ride on top of it and just shoom, and we just kill two birds like that. There you go. Yeah, because we're not going to have shoom, any combustion shoom. engines left. No airplanes, build no air wall travel. All the way to Hawaii. Yep. And uh, I think they need to build a wall. They need to take a right. They need to go all across the southern border. They need to take a right and run it up just... West of L.A., run it up just west of Sacramento. I-5. Yeah, basically <laughs> run it up the 5, just, just you know, San Francisco. Run it up there. They can have um, they can have some places like Eugene and, and Portland, Oregon, and they can go on up to Seattle. And, yeah. yeah careful. We're headed up that way. I know. <laughs> yeah. Enemy territory. Yeah. But, no, that's not a platform. So, I – so – you know, what I've said over and over again, if somebody wanted to win the presidency, and let me just say Donald Trump has changed American politics forever because now he came out punching in a way that he didn't care about mainstream media. He didn't care about political correctness. He came out. He's a counterpuncher. You punch him, he's going to knock you out, and that's what he did. He still owns all those networks, and when I mean owns them, they're talking about Trump 24-7. He is a cash cow, yes. and they, they have to admit that. He's a cash cow. Uh, if you turned on MSNBC, if you turn on CNN right now, I promise you they're talking about Donald Trump. That's yes. all they're talking about. And so if you get on there, um, he's a cash cow. He's making the money. He makes Twitter. I forget the estimate. He, he probably makes $2 billion a year for Twitter. They're not going to kick him off Twitter. No. Not, no, he, he's he's too valuable. So, yeah, he's a counterpuncher. He's going to come in. He's going to knock you out. But he's changed American politics forever because now everybody's got to be that way. You got to come out. You got to steal the attention, you know. And that's why I say, if 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 somebody wanted to win the presidency, what they do is, I think you go in there, you do all the same things Donald Trump has done. You just be nicer, more uh, of, official and political, and just be a little bit more of a statesman or woman, 
and you come in there, but you do all the same stuff Donald Trump has done. Record unemployment for minorities, record employment for for women and and diversity and man, been an incredible economy. I, I job growth. I don't think they GDP. can do it without being the way that he is. Well, I've always said he's like a laser pointer to cats. You know, he gets on there and he's, he's he says the things and the hands up here doing this and down here he's doing work with the one you can't see, getting things done. So, but I think I think Trump comes out in twenty twenty and just makes marijuana legal and then boom, he's yeah, he's, he, everybody loves. That's him. what Kamala's <laughs> saying now too. Kamala, Kalaman, yeah, Kalaman, what? Kamala, Kamala, Kamala. So. Her deal was that uh, make it legal, but she did it in college, blah, blah, blah. She's doing it right now. Yeah, I agree. Yep. <laughs> she's high as a kite. Nancy Pelosi's high as a kite. She's on something else. Hers is, she's probably. She's on some speed. She's on prescription drug yeah. plan yeah. of some kind. That chick, she's she's loaded for bear, dude. Xanax or she something. Got the vodka company working. I shouldn't say these bad things about old Nance. Yeah. Anyway, it's fun to make fun of them. It's fun to make. I mean, I don't like to make fun of people. It's not nice. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Vince Moreno, he'll be with us. For the oh next yeah. Week. We're be, gonna make fun of we'll him. Make fun of him. Yeah. He can hold his own. Yeah. He's, He's pretty, funny. Not, funny guy. He'll make fun of you. That's for yeah, you. That's he, right. he he doesn't let up. He give people a hard time. Yeah, he's a good. You guy. better have a good sense of humor. You hang around that cat. Yeah, he'll get so. you in a fight if you're not. He got us in a fight. Oh yeah, <laughs> he got us kicked out in Bakersfield. That was something. Yeah, that's what happened, Mark. This guy got drunk and and started putting his hands on Vince, and Vince wasn't having none of that. And the little Mexican came out of him. <laughs> he got bold. He did. Vince went after him. I was like, bro, had him in the headlock. I mean, like, what's up, <laughs> man? And I'm like, get him out of here. I just, I can see Vince getting arrested. That's, yeah, because think about this. None of us were drinking, really. So it wasn't because of us. No, the guy was it, it in was the wrong. Other guy, for sure. Yeah, the guy was in the wrong. So, oh, well, Vince. We don't, we're not letting Vince go anywhere. All right, Vince. Got to keep it calm. That's right. <laughs> You're in West Texas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So anyway, but now I'm, uh, I'm, um, I'm, it's going to be interesting to see what happens the next, uh, year and a half to, with this presidential election. I mean, it's, it's, it's in full swing now. It's in full swing. So when is the final deadline for the ones that are running? I don't know. Okay. I didn't you know. act like I know stuff about I politics. I thought you knew stuff about politics. I, I don't, don't know, know anything about politics. No, I don't know. I, so I if think... I wanted to run for president. Not that I want to, but I mean, you're you're at a point fill now. Out some paperwork and pay some money or something. You're or? at a point now where that uh, you, if you're gonna run, now's when you need to announce because the campaigning really kind of starts two years ahead of the election. If you're gonna run for president, you have to have a petition. you have to have enough people on the petition to to, you know. Basically, so you can apply and do all that stuff. Don't take my word for it. I don't know. Google I don't, it. I don't know that process. Yeah. Well, you're not running for anything. No. Yeah. We're running not running from for anything. something, but not for People anything. always ask me, why don't I run for politics? I'm like, no way. No. No why way. You want it. 
No way. First of all, my wife, that y'all all think is super nice, is not. <laughs> she will cut you. She will cut you. And uh, she, my wife, uh, she she would have made like a horrible pastor's wife. <laughs> like, no. She, she going to tell you black and white what she thinks. That's a fact, Jack. She going to tell you black and white. But uh, anyway. I understand that feeling. Yeah. So, bless her heart. She's a sweetheart. But, but she'll cut you. So I can't see her in politics, you know. Did you stick your tongue in the bottle again? Mm-mm. You didn't? Were you, were you conscientiously thinking about not putting your tongue in the bottle? Never even thought about it. I didn't even know I had a water bottle in my hand. Oh, my gosh. You really are a train wreck. Yeah. You're a mess. Wreck. The Chad Prather Show, Studio 22. I wish you guys could. Uh, this has been the inaugural week of shows for us. So this has yes. been good. And uh, we're going to be coming back next week. we got some special guests. Gonna be hanging out in here, getting it done. I love that. So these are temporary studios. This is the temporary, which I'm perfectly fine with. I like it over here because it's There's nice not, and quiet. It's not a chair for me back there, though. There's, well, Steve, it, it's not all about you. I know. You could sit on that cow skull right there. Oh yeah. You could do that. That would be comfortable. Yeah. For a minute. Well, we need to get one of those little fold-out chairs. You know, you could. You want the massage chair in here, though? Yeah, I want the big massage chair that's in the dress in yeah. the makeup room. So Stevie Ray Vaughan, rumor has it, recorded in this room. This is this is an old recording studio. I've dubbed it Studio Twenty Two, uh, and uh, <laughs> the the significance is we're we're going to eventually be moving over to the the other soundstage. The soundstage here at at Blaze Media at Mercury One Studios and all that it, that soundstage over there that we're going to be moving into that's the largest soundstage between L.A. and New York. Uh, so it's one of the biggest sound stages in in America. They did a bunch of movies there, didn't they? They did a lot of movies. So right here they did, and TV shows. So like uh, the movie JFK. Um, what else was it here, Mark? It, it had Air Force One. Walker, Texas Ranger was here, Prison Break. Something Forrest Gump, was he here? I was think they might have shot some shots here. Or something. His bench is out. The Forrest Gump bench is out. In we'll, the, we'll tell people uh, that. Is that what that is? Yeah. We'll okay. tell people that. Yeah. But Glenn has the most... Extensive movie memorabilia collection. I've it's ever a museum. Seen. It really is a museum. I mean, you've got you go upstairs to his old office. He's got some stuff up there. Like I was afraid there was going to be like a a, a mummy, like a sarcophagus yeah. the, or there, something. There was a vampire killing kit. There was. In there it from was like in some old two hundred years old. I thought it was like a something. baby coffin or something. Know. It was freaky. He's got a copy of the Gettysburg Address under pressurized, temperature controlled whole deal. But he's got the original Darth Vader mask and chest plate <clears throat> from uh, the first Star Wars. He's got the Good Witch Glinda's wand. It was a, is it a Glinda's wand in there? He's got he's got Leave It the Beaver's baseball glove. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, you know that he's playing that. catch yeah. with and the thing. Yeah, he's got Leave It the. He's got yeah Beaver Cleavers. Beaver Beaver Cleavers baseball glove. Yeah, how do you get Beaver Cleavers baseball glove? You might get. You got to be Glenn Beck. That's the deal, and you just got to be Glenn Beck. But, no, we're going to be moving over there. Uh, who knows the timetable on that, but uh, Tim's over-promising. He's like, we're going to give you the big space. You're going to have the fireplace and all that. Hey, fireplace is good. Question is, do we believe Tim? Can we build a fire in it? No. Uh, we'll make it. This is this is Mercury One Studios. We will make it look. All right. We will make it look like it. Glenn wanted to give us, like, a John Deere tractor. And everything in there. I guess he thinks we're country boys or something. Maybe. He, 
He had the whole idea, Mark, of pickup trucks and John Deere tractors and all that stuff. That would be nice to have a have a pickup truck in there. If we get old square body in there, four wheel drive. <laughs> He's probably got one laying around this place somewhere. We need to find one. That way we can you can have when your guests they get to get, go sit in the truck in the cab yep. of the truck with you for a minute. Yep. They think I'm not going to steal these guitars. That's a Fender. Stevie Ray Vaughan played that guitar. Not really, not really, folks. Yeah. If you're not, if you're just listening to the podcast and not watching. You need to also watch it so you can see what Studio 22 looks like. You'll see uh, dead Herbert the deer uh, sitting back there. He doesn't say much. And uh, we got to get a camera on Mark over there at the director's yeah, studio. We, we don't even have to light you, Mark. We just we just, just we, sit over in the darkness. And... Or at least get you a microphone over there because I like, I like tearing down the fourth wall. I, li- I like everybody involved. I like everybody talking on this thing. And uh, we'll get in here, man. It'll be a conglomerate of, of voices on the Chad Prather Show. The Chad Prather Show, brought to you by Blaze TV. Bigger, badder, better. Bigger, badder, better. <laughs> bigger, badder, better. That's what I tell my wife. She's like, I'm gaining weight. I'm saying, no, baby, you're just bigger, badder, better. Mm. She doesn't like that. Sounds like a, you know, McDonald's. <laughs> I know. Uh, bigger, badder, better. Yeah, make your burger bigger, badder, and better. But no, anyway, so um, pray for this nation, folks. I'll tell you what, we're living in crazy times. I don't have to tell you that. You know it. Uh, if you believe in prayer, pray. And, uh, you know, I, I think that um, hope God's not through with us as a nation, but we're living in dire times. I'll tell you what, you can't. This is my personal conviction. I don't I don't think you can murder unborn babies at the rate like we do and, and justify that kind of thing uh, and expect to withstand the wrath of god because uh it's a major deal so anyway steve i'm glad you were born me too mark i'm glad you were born hashtag me too i'm glad sean was born and jason metrosexual hernandez <laughs> he's gonna be so mad his, mo- <laughs> his mom and dad are gonna be so mad at you i love jason dude he's the best but anyway well we're gonna get out of here uh we're abbreviating this episode because we got to get on the road yep we got to take it out of town we got to go pick up our uh, van that's parked at uh, an obligatory spot in DFW yes. at the at the hotel. We didn't bring the van all the way back the day when we picked it up. We just I parked it and then rode back with Steve because I I just can't get enough of Steve's driving. Yes. Oh my God, we got to get you out of that Jeep. That's that road shift. armored Jeep. I love it. It's a bad machine now. It's got a Hemi. It's got a four hundred horsepower Hemi in it. I know it. That's a lot of you engine. Light them tires up. Yeah. And he was scaring me today, man, because it's all rainy and nasty. Hydroplane everywhere. Yeah. So, anyway, we love y'all. God bless. Rate us. Review us. Like us. You can email us. You can email Steve at WatchChad.com. You can email me at Chad at WatchChad.com. Send your questions in. And uh, who knows? We, we might even read one of your messages. Be nice. Don't leave a bad review. We don't. We don't need any of that nonsense. We like... We like to share this thing and get it out there, and, and hopefully we'll get some sponsors in here, and you know, and then we'll we'll have a bigger, better Studio Twenty Two, bigger, better, better. It'd be bigger, better, 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 better. It's better, better, better. I like it over here though. It's nice and quiet, and we have a good time. So I love y'all. God bless. Thanks for tuning in to the Chad Prather Show. Go to watchchad.com. Follow me on Twitter, at watchchad. That's always a fun show. And uh, catch us out on the road for a live show. Go out there and. Uh, And buy your tickets and come see us, I promise you. 
it's not it's not a political show. It's just we just poke fun at everything. People want more politics. Nah, just come laugh. Just come laugh. And if you can't laugh at yourself, it ain't the show for you. Uh, but come to the show. Follow me also on Instagram at Watch Chad and uh, Party Foul Steve. That's all. You can follow at Party Foul Steve on Instagram. Everything Party Foul Steve. Yeah, everything's out there. Follow him on Facebook too. Yeah, Facebook's. He's an okay dude. Try yeah. To. Sometimes he has no filter. I don't know what that's like. <laughs> so, anyway, thanks for tuning in, and uh, thanks as always to Mark, our director of the Chad Brady Show. We will be with you again very very soon, right here on the podcast. We love y'all. God bless. Bye. Thank you.